Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. After many weeks, after many shows talking about who's going to make the team, what's the depth chart going to look like, free agency, the draft, July, Verderam going on vacation, me going on vacation, and now bowls of Count Chocula. We are finally here. The NFL season starts tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs will play on Sunday. Verderam, Bills, Rams tonight. You finally, you happy? You jacked up for this? I can't wait. I can't wait. The second we're done here, I am going to go out and get a bag of chips, and I am going to get ready to sit down and watch this game. It has been months and months and months in the making, and it should be a really good game. It should be a great game. So I'm 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 very excited for it. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, should be a lot of hopefully offensive fireworks. Both these teams can move the football. I've got some really exciting players. I'm excited to watch it, but I'm really excited to let you know that our friends at the Kansas City Beer Company have re-upped. They are going to be with us for the rest of the football season. Thank you to everybody over at KC Beer Co. for sponsoring this podcast all year. Now, they've been with us for a year. We're going to have to crack open a couple on Sunday night for our first Chiefs victory party. You guys know about the Kansas City Beer Company at KC Beer Co. on Twitter. Hit them up. Let them know you heard about their beer on our podcast. And maybe they'll re-up with us again in January and we'll get some more free beer. I mean, let's be honest. That's the reason why we got this sponsorship over here, right? It's huge. It's huge. By the way, I appreciate all the fans who are asking me in the chat how my visit with Xfinity went today because they were here when I was talking to Ben Heisler earlier today. And the feed cut out every five minutes. So far, it went well. Did a stacking the box for 15 minutes, a week one preview, kind of as a test. If you, by the way, if you want to see all my picks and predictions, you can go check it out. Got a new modem, got a new splitter. If it doesn't work, I, I'm at a complete loss. But so far, so good. So knock on uh, wood and cross every finger until you have. But yeah, yeah, it went uh, it went well. They, they, they did the job. You look good. And it's it's a kind of a double-edged sword, sword here, a little bit bittersweet, because one, now we're going to get uninterrupted your brilliant football takes and thoughts and analysis that you bring every week. The downside, of course, is now that we can see you in HD. I, listen, I'm not happy about that either, okay? I'm not happy about seeing me in low D, let alone anything. <laughs> so I, that's a problem. Hopefully, it's uninterrupted. As long as it's uninterrupted, I'll live with being ugly. I just want it to be uninterrupted because, seriously, there are a few things in the world that drive me more insane uh, than that. So let's uh, let's pray but for now, things are good. I am just, look, I am just happy that we have the season. It's back. As you said, Chiefs playing on Sunday. By the way, the Cardinals, in case you guys have missed it, there's like breaking injury news out of Arizona right now. Oh, oh later on. So uh, Rondell Moore hurt his hamstring in practice today, the, the one of their starting receivers. So he is getting an MRI, according to Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network, to determine the severity. But he had to leave practice today with a hamstring injury. Don't know if it's a pull. Don't know what kind of uh, – situation it is but uh significant because he along with aj green and hollywood brown are going to be their starting receivers and if without deandre hopkins and if he's not there now when you go to three wide you're hurting you're really hurting yeah we're going to get to the the weapons that those guys bring to the table here in just a little bit let's let's talk some cheese now we're going to preview the game it look and by the way if you're new here like if this is the first time you're coming across our podcast welcome 
we've been doing this for a couple of years now. It was audio only for about a year. Shout out to all of our OGs who were listening well before you had to look at us on YouTube. Didn't and have shout to out to everybody, <laughs> right? Shout us, shout out to everybody who joined us last September. We're really ramping things up this year, as I'm sure you've already noticed. We're getting a lot more Vertoram. We've got the mailbag show, some of the other things that we're doing. We want to keep bringing you great content. Uh, almost all of it is free. We're going to be having another show that's going to be starting on Wednesdays. I'm letting the cat out of the bag. I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on it, but I'm excited about that. We'll have a special guest on our, our show on Sunday night for the victory party. So if you like this podcast and you want to get more involved in our community, we just had uh, last week, we just had our, our fantasy, a couple of days ago, our fantasy football drafts with our members only. Uh, had a couple of leagues with, with me, the Arrowhead Attic founders, the Best Brothers, uh, Sterling and Matt Connor. So it's been a lot of fun. We've got a private Discord. We're going to be doing even more stuff. There's going to be a newsletter that's going to be going out specifically for members. So if you want to support the show like Casey Beer supports the show, check out the link in the description. We'd love to have you get to know some more of you. I, I just feel like I have so many friends now on because of the Chiefs and because of this podcast. It's awesome just like shooting the breeze with people on Twitter and the Discord. It's a lot of fun. I love this community and we want you to be a part of it. So um, consider supporting the show. All right, let's get to it. Before we get to the game, we've got to talk about our season predictions. Now, I know you've done some of this on the channel, Vertoram, so we don't, want, we don't want to rehash everything. But what I wanted to do was have a little bit of, for, for you listeners, it's time to go on the record. All right. We want to hear from you and we'll, we'll give you our, our thoughts on these, these things as well, but let's rapid fire this. So in the chat, you got to be quick because there's a delay. So get your, get yours in um, as fast as you can. Let's go through your predictions for the Kansas city chief season, our loyal listeners and viewers, and, and I will kick it off. Who's going to be the leading receiver. And we just heard Patrick Mahomes wrote him talk about that this week. Like, he apologized to the fantasy community. He said, it's good. you never know who it's going to be. It's going to be coming from different guys. So and, you know, we're, we're going to get to record predictions, all that. But we're starting with leading receiver. Who's the leading receiver? Uh, we're getting MVS is coming through. What, what was your prediction on right. this? We did this a couple weeks ago. Are we, are we including Kelsey in this? No, just the receivers. Okay. Uh, Juju. I will go with Juju. I just, I'm worried like health-wise if he'll hold up for 17 games. If he yeah. holds up even for like 15 games, he's my pick. I just think... He's so versatile in what he does. And I think the Chiefs will just relentlessly go go to him. I, I think he can really shine in their offense. I I like Juju to have a lot of catches and and therefore a decent amount of yardage here, like a thousand yards plus if he's held. Wow. Most of the listeners seem to agree with you. Jalen says Juju, uh, George Ramirez, Juju. Hunt says Trav, Trav gonna Trav, the MVS balls out. All right, Trav. All right, Hunt. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeremy says Hardman. Hardman, very interesting prediction there. We're bold. Brady says Juju. Eric says Juju. Derek says Juju by a mile. You know, one thing I was thinking about this week, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this, Rotoram, is when we talked to Brett Veach a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, yep. and we asked him about what was appealing to about Juju Smith-Schuster, the name that he dropped on us was Sammy Watkins. He compared them physically, and he talked about what, what the offense lost um, when Sammy wasn't on the field anymore, the physicality, the blocking. And I wondered when I, when I heard that, I was thinking about that. Do you think that means we can expect similar results from Juju? Like that he might be a 600, 700 yard, you know, yards reception guy, but like they use him to block, to set up other guys out of the backfield. Kelsey. I, I hope not. I hope he catches yeah. the ball more than Sammy Watkins. Like, look, and, I, and Sammy Watkins was a huge reason they won the Super Bowl. Okay, in the playoffs, he was lights out. But 
Sammy also, I think it's fair to say, was just incredibly inconsistent. Like there would be yes. a you go a month and it was like, is he playing? Is he on the field? And then he'd have a game where he'd have 150 yards, and then he'd be gone for three weeks, and then he'd have another hundred yards. Like I, I want out of all these guys, Juju, MVS, McCole, Moore is a little different. He's a rookie. Those three other guys, though, be consistent. Like I want consistency out of those guys because once look, one of them is going to pop every week. What you know because a matchup or or just there's a simple fact of hey, look, you know what the ball just happened to go his way based on coverage. They're going to have guys once once a week that are just going to pop. You know, Juju will have a hundred yards. MVS will have a hundred yards. You know, McCole having they. But what I don't want to see them having is a bunch of games where it's like thirty yards, twenty yards, twelve yards, and then like a hundred and forty. Like. I want them to consistently be, you know, 50, 60 yards. And that doesn't sound like a lot, like, oh, 50 yards receiving. You have 50 yards of receiving every game, you have 850 yards. Like, be around that. And that's great because Kelsey's going to do what Kelsey does. So, yeah. I, you know, as long as they do that, I just, look, I, I don't think it's any secret what Mahomes said. They are going to spread the ball around a ton. And I, I think it will help them for the most part. I do think they'll miss Hill when it's got to have it and it's third and nine. And then it becomes like, now you got to get a guy who gets open all the time where Hill always did that. Um, and you have to scheme for Kelsey a little more, stuff like that. But I think on the whole, I think it will help them. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get to leading rusher. So let us know who's going to be the leading rusher. A lot of interesting stuff going on in fantasy drafts right now. People are shying away from CEH, but nobody's taken nobody's taking Jarek McKinnon. Nobody's taking Ronald Jones. People are taking Sky more late. Nobody knows what to do. Uh, what do you think for him as these start to come in? Oh, Jeremy says Rojo. Cheeto Freak says Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be the leading rusher. You might um, be. Cliff says Pacheco. Yeah, I just don't know how it's going to – like, is it going to be a, just a straight-up split, man? Like, we're going to see – we're going to see CEH get some early down carries. We're going to see Pacheco get some early down carries. We're going to see a lot of Jarek McKinnon. I, I kind of think that's how it's going to go. If I had to guess, I'd, I would still say it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He stays healthy. I agree. I agree. Um, I think it'll be Edwards-Alaire. But I think it's going to be, just like the receivers, a litany of guys getting the ball. It's yeah. just, I, I mean, in a weird way, like in one way, I kind of hope it's Pacheco. Because if it's him, that means he's probably really damn good. But – I would say CEH. I just think he's the safest bet. I mean, I would be good with as more of these come in. George says CEH. Uh, Jerome says CEH leading rusher, now healthy. IOFIV, hello from the UK all. What's up, man? What's up? Uh, condolences on the queen. If, if, if I don't know if, I don't know what the feelings about the queen are in, in the UK. But I'm, I would be all right if it's like CEH is your leading rusher, but Pacheco is got, like, racking up a lot of receiving yards. Like if Pacheco comes yeah. out with like 500 receiving yards and, and and Clyde's got like 800 rushing yards, like I'd be okay with that. Here's a better question: Do, Does anybody on the team crack 500 rushing yards? Yeah, I think so. I I think I mean, look, if Clyde, I mean, like let's say Clyde gets, you think he gets like 200 carries? Sure. All right. So that's that's I, he, I he, think he would will. just four. I, right, this 800 yards. I think I think they will. But I could also see a scenario with this team where like four different guys have like 450 running y- rushing yards, including Mahomes, by the yeah. way. 
Like yeah. I, I can just see that with this name. I mean, they could have games where they, you know, they, if, if Andy's going to ride a hot hand strategy, then you could see where CEH gets in there one game and then all of a sudden he's not effective for his couple carries and Jarek McKinnon busts a couple off right. and they just go with him the whole game. By the way, as Jeremy pointed out, I was just going to say this on Twitter, I just saw it. Uh, the Cardinals put out their injury report. Zach Ertzel was limited in practice yesterday. He's been dealing with injury all preseason. He did not practice at all today. So I don't know if that was like we're going to rest him or if that was he didn't respond well. I'm not sure. Yeah. The Cardinals are for a week one game, for a team that did not play anybody in the preseason, they are beat up. They got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Trayvon Mullen didn't practice. The, you know, Rodney Hudson, he's back at practice. Golden, who has a double-digit sack uh, year last year, he went from DNP to limited with a toe. He's been in a contract dispute with them all summer. We'll get to this game, but I just thought that was an important thing. The only guy I missed for, for the Chiefs was Clark. He was sick. Yeah. Cheeto says that Hardman's going to be the leading rusher. Um, he might be. All right, who's getting the most interceptions, you guys? Most interceptions. Everybody knows about my 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 big prediction of of, of Willie Gay Jr. getting four interceptions. Let's see if uh, he's able to back my play on that one. But but hopefully some of the cornerbacks could get even more than that. Wouldn't that be nice? Five or six from McDuffie. What do you think, Verderam? I can't go there. Um, I mean, the logic is he might get tested a lot as a rookie. So right. you know, perhaps, Sneed, right? Sneed got tested a lot and made him pay. He did. You know, I will go with Justin Reed. I, I just think they're going to move him all over the field, and he, and he's had a knack for the ball in the past. So I'll say Justin Reed. But my dark horse for this, and it's a dark, dark horse. But I, I I'm going to toss it out there. I, I know you know Willie Gay's been put out there, or whatnot. What about uh, what about Thornhill? I mean, he's never been a guy who has a ton of picks, but yeah. he's got a lot to prove this year. Thornhill has talked a big game this preseason. You know, hey, I want to be an all-pro. And that's, you know, it's a big talk for a guy who really, as a rookie, looked like he was going to be a Pro Bowl-type player, and then he tore his ACL, and he's never really been the same in terms, you know, hasn't gotten on the field. Seems like his speed came back last year. You just wonder, like, is this going to be like, hey, he's good, but he's not great? Or is it like, no, he knows, like, this is a contract year, and he's got to get it done. He goes out there and has five picks. I don't know. I'll I'll take Reed, but I think Thornhill's a guy to watch. Yeah, some people, I think Jalen in the chat agreed with you on Thornhill. Jerome says Thornhill MVP. Uh, ben Franklin's kite, hilarious. I agree. Reed, uh, Cliff J says Duff. Allen says Sneed. Hunt says Wong got a ball too. Elijah says Justin Reed. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Duff. I think that okay. I think the same thing is gonna happen with him that happened with Sneed. He's gonna get tested. Uh, he's gonna get tested a lot early, and he's gonna show people he can play in this league. He might get burned a couple of times. You know that's gonna happen. He's a rookie, but he's gonna make some people pay for testing him out. Uh, And I think he'll get a few early and maybe tails off a little bit as the season goes on. Um, All right, let's see. Next up is most sacks. Who's going to get the most sacks this year? I'm ready for the wave of Carl Loftus. By the way, he's got a great nickname. Oh, Furious George? Great nickname. I love it. Yeah. That is like... He signed off on it, didn't he? He did. He he should sign off. That's a great nickname. The obvious answer is Chris Jones, right? Like The obvious just Chris Jones lost 12 sacks or whatever. And that that's the obvious play. And I'm gonna say Chris Jones, because I just I want to be right. And I th- think Chris Jones is the name. But I will say I am somebody who never sees like a high sack total for a rookie because it just it doesn't really happen unless you're like a top three, top five pick, like a Hutchinson, something like that. That fucking kid can play. Yeah. Like that kid, when you watch the film, and I've been doing in fact tomorrow there'll be a second edition, film Fridays. Okay. So we did last week, we did Sky Moore. This week I, I will tease it. It'll be a defender, young defender. 
you go, I, you know, to, to find the play I want to talk about, I went back and watched a bunch of it. Karloftis, even on plays he doesn't record statistics, he's just everywhere. Like he just, he'll beat a double team, he'll beat a single block, he'll he'll set an edge, he'll like. And I just wonder as the year goes on, especially with Dunlap, like what happens if you know teams are like, well, we can't double, or we've got to double Jones. So now it's like single all the way across the board. You know, I'll take Jones, but like I I went into the the offseason being like, I ah, call off it's like five six sacks, kind of learn the, the defense. I wouldn't be shocked if he approaches double digits. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be either. And I, a lot of people are saying Furious George in the in the chat. It's a lot of Chris Jones. Jerome says Chris Jones with fourteen. And the guy that very specific one there. Cliff says Jones. Ben Ben Franklin's kite says Jones. George Ramirez says Dunlap. I, I just think that. Carl Loftus is going to change the calculus when it comes to dealing with this Chiefs defensive line. And his youth and motor are going to, I think, help Chris Jones in the middle to latter part of the year have some big sack games. I think early, yeah, Carl Loftus is going to make some hay and teams are going to be like, all right, this rookie's a little bit of a problem. And it's going to, it's going to have now that now they're going to have to pick. Now they're going to have to pick when, when right now it's, okay, you double-team Jones and, and take your chances with Clark or Carl Loftus or Dana, whoever's coming, Dunlap. Now it's going to start causing problems, and I think that's where you're going to see with the, with a revived Frank Clark and Carl Loftus on the edge, quarterbacks not having anywhere to go to get out of the pocket, and they're going to go forward, they're going to step up, and that's bad news. I think Chris Jones is going to be the oh, guy. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. I think 14, 15 sacks for Chris Jones this season. That'd be huge. I think like 11 yeah. or 12, but if he has 14 or 15, it's amazing. He'd be an all pro. Yep. But Chris Jones gets a little overshadowed nationally because of Donald and like Donald being one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Yeah. If Donald wasn't in the league, Chris Jones would have been the best defensive tackle for the last like six years. Yep. I mean, he's like that. Like, I, I think sometimes he gets a weird shake with Chiefs fans. Chris Jones is like a borderline Hall of Famer if he has three or four more years like this. Like, he's. Yeah. Like and the fact he won a Super Bowl and was unbelievable in it, like, that will help. Like yeah. I could definitely see him in Canton one day. I know people are like, "What?" I mean, he's that level of player. By the way, just as a complete aside here, the Broncos just put out their first injury report since they play Monday. Today's their first day of practice. Yep. They played no starters this entire offseason. Randy Gregory already has a shoulder and a knee injury and is limited in practice. Like. Uh, I'm not in the business of, of getting on a guy for being hurt, but I'm, my, the reason I bring it up is they signed him for $70 million and the big knock on him has been his availability throughout his entire career. And it's already not only just a knee, also a shoulder. He was limited, yeah. but something to watch with Denver because if he's not able to, like he and Chubb, listen, I think Chubb's a much better player, frankly, but like those guys get hurt all the time. And if they're not healthy at any point in time this year, that is a big problem for them. Anytime they play a team that can throw the ball. Because they, yeah. they do not have, in my opinion, a defense that's just going to sit there and hold up if, they, if guys have four seconds to throw the ball. But in any event, just wanted to toss it out there. Yeah. Uh, Broncos going to be a really interesting team this year. Let's see if they can uh, try to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. Not, not worked out well for them. So we've done sacks. Now it's time. Chiefs regular season record. Okay. Regular season record for the Chiefs. Lay it on us in the chat. Let's hear what you guys have to say. For the Chiefs' regular season record, and then we'll we'll get to the you know how far they're going to go um, in just a second. Verderan, you want to kick us off? 
I will. I so when I did the predictions back in May, when I preview, I, I pick every game and the schedule comes out. I had him at twelve and five, and I still feel like that could very well be their record. But I've gone. I went to thirteen and four, and I went to thirteen and four for one reason. I've watched his defense throughout the, the preseason, talked to people around the team, gotten a sense maybe for they look like where they look like they are, and then like where like they think they are internally. I still think this defense will have some growing pains because of how young it is. I think this defense is going to be a lot better than I imagined it was going to be back in May. Like when I looked at them in May, they didn't have Dunlop at the time. And it was like, all right, well, they have Dunlop and, and you know, or excuse me, they have Karloftis and, and, you know, Clark, you know, whatever, we'll see. You know, they have all these rookie corners. But then, like, you watch them. And look, I don't care about the score in the preseason. That means nothing to me. But watching these kids, like, if you watch Trent McDuffie snap by snap the preseason, he doesn't give up any. Like, there's never, the guy's never open, ever. Like, he's just on him, like, white on rice. Carl Loftus looks great. But the biggest reason, and this is going to sound kind of bizarre, Gay and Bolton look so good at the second level. Like, the one thing I think the Chiefs will miss about Tyree Kill is the hidden yardage with him sometimes, where he would just, you know, catch a ball that, like, he should have gotten like four yards on, but he just zoom past the guy and get seven. And it's three yards, but instead of second and six, it's second and three, right? It sets you up the rest of the drive. I think that's going to happen the other way with Bolton and Gay, where there are going to be plays where it's a normal linebacking crew. It's a, you know, it's a five-yard run, but against them, it's a two or three-yard run. Yeah. I think that's going to help them immensely. So I'm going to say 13 and four. The other reason also is the game I'm flipping on is the Niners game. I had them losing that game. Now I have them winning it. The Niners are already banged up a little bit. And Lance did not look good in the preseason. So I I'm flipping on that guy. I'll go, I'll go 13 and four. I think I think it's 12 or 13 though, one way or the other. I like it. Uh, Jeremy says 13 and four. Hunt 12 and five. Our guy Stacy 12 and five. Cheeto 17 and 0. Love you, man. Gonzo says 13 and four. Elijah 12 and five. WS 231 12 and five. A lot of 12 and fives here. Brandon Zach Best 12 and totally five from those guys. Adam a lot of 12 and fives. Alan Casey Turtle Tone. What's up, everybody? There's a lot of you out there today. So let me Football. tell you what I think. Yeah, it's football, baby. Um, this is what I think is going to happen. I've been thinking about it. I thought maybe a slow start, new pieces, some young faces. I thought about it while I was on vacation. I just I took a whole day. I sat. I looked out on the lake, you know. Just took the whole for, day? For this, for this, the whole day. I just, well, how's the chief season going to go? Your wife drawing and, up divorce papers during that day? Uh, oh, she's, she's already gone. She didn't come back with me. That, that's um, wise. <laughs> here's what I think. I think the Chiefs are going to win their first six games. I think they're still going to drop that. I th- I still think they're going to drop that game to San Francisco before the bye week because they're going to start thinking about a little break. But they're going to beat Arizona. They're going to beat Los Angeles. They're going to go on the road and they're going to beat Indy, Tampa Bay. They're going to beat Vegas. They're going to beat the Bills again. And I'll tell you why I think that. And I think they're going to finish thirteen and four. Is they have on their side something that they haven't had on their side in a while, and that's the element of surprise. Don't underestimate how important it is that this season, their offense is going to be so different that Andy Reid is going to kind of get to sneak up on you. If you're a defense, you don't want Andy Reid sneaking up on you. So I think they're going to get off to a hot start, much in the same way that they did during Mahomes' first season in 2018. When teams had no idea that this kid was going to be that good, they didn't really know what this offense was going to look like vertically because even though they threw it well deep with, with Alex Smith, there's a whole different ball game with Mahomes. And teams were shocked. And they were and Mahomes was racking up touchdowns like crazy. And then they adjusted. And I think this year they're going to come out and it's going to be death by a thousand paper cuts to these first few teams. They're not going to know what to I agree. do. I agree. You know, I, I think they're going to move up and down the field. Defense may struggle at times, but I think they'll be able to put up 30, 40 points a game. I really do. Let me I'll say this. First of all, I don't disagree with a lot of that. I talked to Dawson Knox during the offseason. I wrote a feature in July. And by the way, a 
you know, condolences to him with his brother passing away, but B, congratulations to him on him getting his, his extension, which I think A is well earned, and B, you couldn't talk to a nicer guy. So I'm very happy yeah. for him. But, you know, he talked about the Bills have a tough schedule at the beginning of the year. You know, the Rams, the Chiefs, play the Ravens, play the Dolphins. How you feel about them? Uh, and he was like, you know, everybody talks about this tough schedule. He's like, well, it's a tough schedule for the other team. So you got to play us. Like, that's how I feel about it. And it's funny because I've said that before. Like, whenever I, I will tell you straight up, for, not just the Chiefs, but like for the Bills, the Packers, the Bucks, like whoever you want to throw in the Rams, this shit about like the overrate, like, you know, it's, it's so hard. Like, look at the schedule. Look how tough the schedule is, strength the schedule. I think that is the most overrated thing. First of all, you have no idea how hard the schedule is going to be. You don't know. Last year no. when the Chiefs played the Bengals, that was a damn tough game that they lost. And at the beginning of the year, you would have been like, that's a win, right? You don't know. Number two, the Chiefs are better than either everybody they're playing or maybe at like an equal footing with like two or three of these teams. Like everybody's like, well, you know, geez, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game against, you know, whoever toss them out. Right. It's going to be a tough game against Denver. Okay. Yeah. They're better than Denver. Like it's a tougher game for Denver. That is the one thing I think it's so overrated. The Chiefs are better than most of these teams week in and week out. So that's part of it. The other thing I would say, I talked to Kay Adams on Stacking the Box, which we also had to, we cut out and put some stuff here on Arrowhead Addict. And I hope yeah. if you don't, if you don't follow Stacking the Box, please do. It's a YouTube channel. It's, it's my national show. And she said something that I completely agree with. Like I asked her what she felt about the Chiefs. And she kind of talked about the, the organization, the culture. A lot of you will remember that Kay was was working with them a couple of preseasons ago. She was a sideline that's right. Yep. She talks about the organization, just how strong it is. And yet she was like, at the end of it all, she's like, they have Patrick Mahomes. Like, what are we doing? And that's how I feel about it. Like, I see all these like predictions with like the Raiders winning the division and the Broncos. It's like, they're Patrick Mahomes. Like, as long as he's behind that offensive line, if he's upright, they're winning 12 games. I don't care. Like, as, if that defense is, is breathing and has a pulse, like think about how atrocious they were defensively last year. Like almost to the point they it felt like they were like taking money from the other team. And they still were like 500 early on. And then the defense basically decided to like kind of sort of show up and they won every game they played the rest of the year, except for against Cincinnati. So I just think with the Chiefs, sometimes we make it too complicated. They have Mahomes, they have Andy, they have a great offensive line, and they're they're scoring a ton of points. If the defense gets like three or four stops a game, they're winning. And that's why I think they're going to be as good as about anybody in football. I do. And it's the same. By the way, that has been tried and true for years. Like Peyton Manning on the Colts, those teams were bullshit half the time around them. Those teams were awful, but they had him. Like, it didn't. And this team is not BS around Mahomes. They're actually really talented. So, yeah, man, like for me, like I get it. You want to be excited about the Chargers, the Bills, whatever. Like, the Chiefs are every bit as good as any of these teams. And it all starts behind what I think is the best offensive line in football with the best quarterback in football. Yeah. And shout out Matt Verderham fan page. Uh, happy to be back. Uh, miss That's you guys. Awesome. Um, you know, yeah, man. I just think that you got Andy Reid, the element of surprise, and a Mahomes that has something to prove yep. and has weapons all over the field. I think they're going to run a lot more. Like, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. I think they're going to run a ton of play action. And I think you're just going to have all these, like, I just don't think defenses are going to know what to do. You're, they're going to be throwing the ball to Jody Fortson and into, into the fullback. Like, it's it's going to be rough. I'll give one real last, like, not even a prediction, but just kind of a thought. Andy played a lot of bigger personnel in the preseason, right? Like, you saw a lot of Burton, saw a lot of two tight ends, a lot of condensed formations. And I was, I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, and I also want to give a shout-out to Stephen Ruiz on, on uh, Twitter and The Ringer. He does a great job. And I was thinking, because he mentioned this, and I, I was thinking the same thing, and I think it's, it's an interesting point. He was like, you know, by doing that, if they do that in the regular season, you're going to force teams – 
you're going to force teams to have to play bigger personnel groupings on defense. I mean, you just have to be able to match up, right? So now, like, you're not in dime, you're in nickel, or maybe you're not even in nickel, you're in base. I wonder if Andy's answered all these two high looks. It's just going to be, hey, you want to do that? We're going to bulldoze you. We got bigger receivers. We got tight ends who are also basically function like receivers in Fortune and Kelsey. And we're just going to line up and run you. Not not that they're going to become a power running game. I don't mean that. But I mean, they're going to be big enough that you're going to have to respect that they can do that. Yeah. And you're either going to have to bring safeties down or, or stack the field with more linebackers. And I will say this. If they can get teams to start bringing a safety down, you get a single high look, they will kill them. Yeah. That, will, that will be the end of the game. Uh, and everybody's like, well, they don't have Tyree Kill. They still have Hardman and MVS who can run like the wind. And if and they have Mahomes behind a great line. If he's got four seconds to throw and they're playing a single high, good night. And I think, I wonder if that's Andy's way of being like, you want to play like that? Fine. We're going to kill you with the underneath game. We're going to run the ball maybe 5% more. And at some point, you're going to bring your safeties down. And when it happens, that's that's good. And that's when it's a 50-yard post to Hardman. And I, I just... The one thing I'm so excited about this year, man, is they have so much depth offensively. Yeah, they can just do whatever they want to do with you. They want to, you want to go big, fine, go big. You want, like if you're a team that doesn't have depth at corner, they can spread you out and they can expose it. You have depth at corner, but your linebackers are terrible. They can play that way too. You can't. Your front seven's maybe not particularly good up the gut. They can they can take you there. They can do whatever they want to do with you. And I, you know, that is one thing as great as they've been the last couple of years. They really couldn't. Like they had to kind of play their way. Yeah. Now they get they whatever however you want to play, they can play that way. And that that is really exciting. It's very exciting. And like I said, man, Andy Reid's been back in the lab. And I really think this is the this is the re the reimagining, rebirth, whatever you want to call it, of this Kansas City Chiefs team, particularly on offense. And teams are gonna know what to expect. So I expect a fast start out of the gate. And I think they're going all the way back to the Super Bowl. I think uh I think this awesome. is I, I think they're going to win it. So um, shout out to Evan. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. I always love hearing what sure. you guys have to say. Been a fan forever. Can't wait for the season. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs indeed. So let's get to it. The season's here. The predictions are out of the way. We've yep. all gone on the record. Now it's time to talk about week one Chiefs at Cardinals. Cardinals, you know, I'll get the primer here out of the way. Um, 11 and six last year. Interestingly, three and five at home. Started off hot, seven and zero, finished four and six. Got killed by the Rams in the playoff. Playoffs thirty four to eleven. They are a six point underdog as of right now. The line is uh, doubled, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The line opened um, at three, and uh, the over under is fifty four. Yeah, um, check out. I think there's some promos uh, on uh, arrowheadact.com. So uh, if you if you're yep, dabbling in the uh, uh, making some wagers, check them out. Um, okay, so Verderam, look. When, when the Cardinals offense is is going up against the Chiefs defense, let's start there. Obviously, their top threats are, are Kyler Murray, James Conner, Marquise Hollywood Brown, and the ghost of A.J. Green. It's not looking – like I'm not super intimidated by that if I'm the Chiefs defense. Murray's a very talented guy, and he's been getting better every year. But what's your take on this offense? I think the biggest key – and I heard Spagnuolo talk about it today in this presser. Like, Murray can wreck a game if you let him get out of the pocket. I don't care yeah. necessarily how many sacks the Chiefs have in this game. They've got to keep him in the pocket. They cannot let this become a game where Murray is just running all over the place. Because not only can he run then, but he also can extend the play and you know things break down and guys get open. My biggest thing with this game for the Chiefs defensively, by a mile, nothing cheap, nothing deep. Like, do not give up some bomb down the field where it's like a 70-yard score. If I'm the Chiefs and I, and I can make the Cardinals go 
8, 10, 12 plays, I feel good about it. I'm not saying the Cardinals will never do it. They, I'm sure they will, maybe even a couple times. They're not going to do that consistently. First of all, no, most teams can't do that consistently, even the best offenses. Second of all, if you do that, it increases your odds as a defense that you can get a takeaway, you can get a penalty against your team, you get a drop, you know, there's a miscommunication, a fumbled snap, whatever. I think for the Chiefs, the biggest key is if Moore can't play. Like Rondell Moore last year had over 500 yards as a rookie, and he's very fast. That was actually my biggest concern coming into the game was him and Brown on opposite sides with that speed and trying to stretch the Chiefs. Because Green, look, Green had over 800 yards last year. He's still a very professional receiver. He's not who he once was. He's sure. much more of a possession guy these days. And so if I'm if I'm the Chiefs defense, like I can live with AJ Green having 50 yards receiving. Like I'm not I'm not losing any sleep over that. Ertz, another guy who uh, is still a, a respectable player, a good solid probe. Like I'm not worried about him going for a 60 yard touchdown. Like they would have to break an ungodly coverage to do that. I really think if you're the Chiefs, you take you keep the top on the defense, and you just say, look. If you're going to beat us, it's going to be James Conner and Drips and Drowsy. I just think, I actually think for the first time in years, the Chiefs front seven is actually a strength of this team. I think it will be hard for Conner to run the ball consistently. I don't think the, the, the Cardinals line is bad, but I don't think it's great either. I think it's pretty average. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm just saying, look, you're not throwing it over our heads. You're not beating us that way. And if you're going to beat us, it's going to be a bunch of long drives, and it's going to be without Murray scrambling all over the place. They do that. I, I think they'll be fine defensively. Murray's an interesting player. He's, as I mentioned earlier, he's gotten better every year. 64% completion percentage in 2019, 67 in 2020, and 69.2 last year. His yardage total has stayed. He didn't throw the ball nearly as much last year uh, as he did in previous years. Only played 14 games. He's hurt yet. Yeah, he he averaged averaged 7.9 yards uh, last year. Um, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, takes care of the ball pretty well. Um, and of course, he he does it with his legs, right? He gets out there. He's got hit 423 yards rushing last year, 800 the year before that, 500. How much better, in your opinion, is Kyler Murray going to get? Has he hit his ceiling? Is this kind of who he is? Like, you know, uh, high high completion percentage, you know, around four three thirty five hundred yards, four thousand yards, or is he take another leap this year? And should the Chiefs be on notice? Yeah, I, I can't say he's, I think he's hit his ceiling. I think he'll be a little bit better, although the Hopkins thing is a big deal. Like Not having him just completely changes that offense. Yeah, um, He's gotten better every year with his completion percentage. Um, you know, he would have eclipsed – if he had stayed healthy last year, he would have gone for over 4,000 passing yards. He would have probably gone over 30 touchdowns. Um, he also probably would have had a few more picks. You know, he's at 12, 12, and 10. So he's been consistent. He probably would have had about 12 or 13 if he played the whole year. Um his yards per attempt have gone from 6.9 to 7.1 to 7.9. So, no, I, I don't think we've hit his ceiling. I honestly don't. I, I think I think he can get better. Um, you know, also, I think it should be noted, I'm, I'm pulling up his rushing stats right now, so I'm looking down. I apologize. So, as a rookie, he ran for 544 yards. Okay. Then, in 2020, he ran for 819 yards and 11 touchdowns. Okay, so, that's about 50 yards a game, right? And then a, a touchdown more often than not. Yeah. Um, Last year, I know only 14 games, he only ran for 423 yards, which, I mean, still, it's not, not anything to you know, shake a stick at, but, like, not, not bad. Like, you're not – you're certainly not upset about that if you're getting that production. But I think it's important to know he only ran for 4.8 yards per carry, which for the quarterback running is not ideal. It's not great. Um, I think he can elevate. I will say, though – I am concerned with that contract that he got and that contract clause, that homework clause. And people can mm. can downgrade that all they want. There's a reason that thing was in that contract. 
Like let's just let's just keep it real. Like there's there's a reason that was put into his contract. Also, there's a reason he signed it. Okay, and his agent was okay with him signing it. And and, and if he and his agent didn't know it was in there, then that's a shameful job by the agent. Okay, and 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 there should be repercussions almost for that for the agent. But I can't imagine a that the agent didn't know he's a very reputable veteran agent. Second of all, it's Cardinals put that in there. It's because they don't believe that Kyler Murray studies, or at least studies enough. Also, I got to say, it was hilarious. Somebody on Twitter, I cannot remember who it was, a couple of days ago, I was tweeting about the game, and they were like, don't worry, we're good. Like, Kyler Murray won't be a problem this week. It's a big Call of Duty week. And I <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh pretty hard. It was good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's my biggest question with him. That's my biggest question. Like, does he apply himself – in the way that all the great quarterbacks do. And I know there are people who are like, well, you know, Favre didn't know it was a nickel defense was. That was 30 years ago. Like, I, th- I guarantee you Mahomes knows what a nickel defense is. That Josh Allen knows what a nickel defense is. Like, yeah. that is my big concern. That and injuries, because he's small. Let's just, I mean, he's small. He is diminutive. So I, that I worry about. But I think talent-wise, I think he can still grow. Is there anybody else on this offense that, really scares you if you're the Chiefs defense. I mean, James Conner had a nice season last year, but not not exactly going out there tearing it up on a yards per carry basis, right? Scored a lot of touchdowns, gets hurt a lot. Hopkins not playing. A.J. Green's old. I mean, what do you think? Are you, are you looking at this offense and you're like, hey, if we can keep Murray in the pocket, we're probably going to win? Murray's legs scare me. I respect Ertz. I respect A.J. Green. These are guys who were once great, who are still good. I I worry about Marquise Brown's speed. I I don't worry about him if the Chiefs can keep the top on. I then I don't worry about it. But because I don't I don't worry about him having like a 12 catch game. Like I don't I worry about he's kind of like MVS. Like he's probably not gonna have like a dozen catches in a game, but he's the kind of guy like all takes is once. He gets loose and you know. But no, there's nobody on their offense while I'm like, that guy is just going to be a problem, and it really doesn't matter what the Chiefs do. Now, if Hopkins was there, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Hopkins is that kind of a guy. You're like, that guy, you can do whatever you want, and he's still going to get open. He's still going to make plays. Without him, I feel like it's a bunch of number twos and threes at this point on yeah. the team. Yep. There's nobody who you're like, that guy's a huge problem, which you could also say about the Chiefs receivers, except for the fact they have Kelsey. It's like Kelsey's your one, you know? It's like it's kind of like the Chiefs receiving core, except they don't have Kelsey or a great offensive line or Mahomes. Or Andy Reid. Right. So it's like <laughs> it's it's like I re, like let's put it this way. I respect them offensively, but I don't have anybody on that team other than Murray getting out of contain and being a problem where I'm like, that's a huge, obvious issue. I, I think in this game, Brown's the guy you got to worry about other than Murray. And the Chiefs are going to take him away. Because of the big play. Yeah. Because of the big yeah. That's 100% right. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what – if you look at if you look at the game against the Bills last year, what did the Chiefs do? What was their strategy? They were taking away Stephon Diggs. Yep. He had like seven yards receiving in the fourth quarter at one point, right? Gabriel Davis went bananas on them because of that. I don't know that the, the Cardinals have a Gabriel Davis right now. It's, that's going to be able to step in and I, do that if the Chiefs play that. Probably not. I mean, look, the, the other thing with the 
them is they don't have any like receiver who's like a big physical guy. Like Gabriel Davis is that. Yeah. But you know, again, the other problem too, let's be real though, the Bills also like you had to still account for Diggs, even though even though Diggs didn't do much in that game at all. I think he had like three catches for like seven yards or something. Like he had absolutely yeah. nothing. But you have to account for him all game long. So right. you're pulling coverage. You're you know you're creating mismatches everywhere else. Hopkins isn't there. He's not on the field. So that that alter you don't have to worry about him. You don't have to pull coverage. You don't. If I'll put it this way, if I were the Chiefs in this game, I would play two safeties. I would always make sure I had a safety over Brown, and I and I would I would essentially go after Murray in this game with the occasional blitz. I wouldn't blitz a ton because if you blitz and you don't get to him and he gets out of there, then he can run forever. Yeah, I would. I would not. I would give the occasional blitz to mix it up, but mostly I'd rush four. I would I would drop into coverage. I'd play a lot of man. I'm not worried. I think the Chiefs can match up with them man on man. Like I think you could put Snead on AJ Green. I think you could put Fenton on Andy Isabella. I you know I think I think you can put McDuffie on on you know Brown or however you want to do it. Maybe you want to put you know Snead on Brown or whatever. I think I think the Chiefs can match up one. Like I think you could put Bolton on Ertz and it'd be fine. You know right. like. By the way, if Ertz doesn't play in this game, then it's a they, that becomes like you got a real problem for Arizona. Like, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, all right, Max Williams, fine, whatever. But like, or Trey McBride, they're not Zach Ertz. So yeah, yeah, I I just wouldn't be overly aggressive. I try to contain him. I ta- I, I I'd make sure you had a safety over Brown, and I feel pretty good about it. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs' offense versus this Cardinals' defense. Not a lot of household names on this Cardinals no, there defense. Are not. <laughs> um, what is, is is there anybody obviously well there's one very big household name J.J. Watt but not the J.J. Watt you might remember no longer uh, with respect to a great player and a great yes. human being um, still still could be a problem right still could be a problem in, in certain situations for you if he's out there on the field is there anybody that scares you on this defense are you worried about anything or do you think the Chiefs go out there and kind of carve these guys up I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points in this game. I look. I respect Marcus Golden, who last year had double-digit sacks. Okay, I think he's. I think he's the biggest guy to respect on the defense, along with Buda Baker, who's excellent. He's an yes. excellent all-pro level safety. Their corners are not good. Like they went out and got Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders. And how many times did we sit here and talk about Trayvon Mullen when he's on the Raiders? Yeah, never. Okay, not um, and Mullen has not even practiced <laughs> this week with a toe injury. He's been a DNP both game or both days. As has JJ Watt, by the way, with a with a calf injury. You know, like I, I just Golden is, and he's Golden was limited today, by the way, with a toe. Golden's the main guy, and and again, Baker's an excellent safety. But other than that, like it's mismatch galore for Kansas City. I mean, yeah. they should be able. That was I actually really, really, really thought about it today. Um, well, actually, while I was at Xfinity getting ready to, to, to scream at whoever the, the representative was who was going to talk to me, which I actually didn't. Turned out a very nice guy. But if you're Vance Joseph, if you're the Cardinals defensive coordinator, like, I'll even throw this to you. What what do you do? Like, what is the game plan? He typically is a guy who plays a blitz-heavy scheme. I, I don't think you can do that against them. They'll, they'll kill you. There's a, that is suicide. Uh. So I think if you're the Cardinals, you're just going to play a ton of zone, which so, is not normally yeah. their way. They normally are a blitzing team, man team. I think they've got to change who they are. If they if they stick to who they are and they blitz him and they play man with like Byron Murphy, it's it's just over. The Chiefs are just going to light them up. So I think it's a lot of like shell coverage, zone coverage, let them run as much as they want. But I, yeah, like I just 
it takes them out of who they are. I and I don't and I don't think with four guys are getting pressure, whether Golden Golden and Watt play or not. It's just the offensive line's too good. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, and I think this is what they'll do, they're going to look at what everybody did to the Chiefs last year, and they know that the Chiefs are going to be a little bit different this year. But it's the it's it's the thing that has worked the best against Mahomes, and they went to the AFC Championship game anyway. So if I'm the Cardinals, that's probably what I'm doing. I'm playing a lot of zone, a lot of shell, and my thinking here is all right. Hopefully we can score with these guys, try to take advantage of these young players on defense and try to make them matriculate the ball down the field, slowly limit their possessions. Um, but I think that what's going to happen is that Andy, Andy's ready for that and they're going to actually get a lot of big chunk plays. And it's going to feel sort of like the, the Cardinals are just like road cones out there. And it's like, all right, eight yards, 10 yards, seven yards, four yard, you know, and they're just going to, but, but it's going to happen very quickly and very efficiently. Well, I mean, as our guy, Stacy said, you know, he says man coverage, exotic blitz is typical Vance Joseph stuff. And like Stacy's right. Like, that's I, I was just saying, like they blitz a lot. They play a lot of man. There is a part of me that just says you are who you are in the NFL. And the Cardinals are just going to say, you know what? That's what we are. It's what we do. But if they do that against Mahomes, I, I just, good luck to them. It, typically speaking in the, in his history, he lights you up if you bring yeah. pressure. Most great quarterbacks do. I just think you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're Arizona. I think the Chiefs are going to get well into the 30s in this game. I don't think they can stop them. They're going to, the, the Cardinals are going to need turnovers and penalties to win this game. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think defensively, otherwise they've got the horses to match up. Yeah, and you, you said you said a very similar thing last year when we were going into the game, uh, or a couple years ago, when, when we were going into a game against the Ravens. And you were like, yep. they're not going to change who they are, and then the Chiefs just annihilated them. Not last year. They, they but, blitzed um, low. It was no. Yeah. It was that. It was that game, the year they lost to Tampa in the Super Bowl. Yep. Right. And they played them on Monday Night Football, and Martindale blitzed them relentlessly all night. And Mahomes, I mean, what do you have that? You know, like five touchdowns and four hundred yards or something. It was insane. Like a lot of guys in the NFL, look, they got to that point because they're really successful. Like, they believe in their defense and their scheme. And part of it is you brought in players to play a certain scheme. Like, you are, you are, I think, I believe that is the greatest thing about Bill Belichick. Belichick has an ungodly ability to be a different guy every week. They can play 4 3, 3 4. They'll play heavy nickel. They'll play heavy dime. I mean, that he was doing that in the, in the late 80s and the 90s when nobody was doing that when he was a coordinator yeah. for the Giants. I think that's what I respect about Belichick the most. Like, look at last year with the Raiders, right? They played the Raiders. Everybody in the world's playing Chiefs cover two. Gus Bradley says, nope, we're playing a single high safety because that's what I do. And the Chiefs annihilate them. They play him a month later. Does it again. And the Chiefs go 48. Like, that is the thing that I wonder in this game. Does Vance Joseph just say, look, man, I am who I am. Like, we're going to blitz. And I'm and, and maybe in Joseph's head, maybe he's like, that's the best way to get a turnover. You know, a, a blindside hit or he, he throws one that, you know, it can, there's a confusion, uh, a miscommunication, which that does scare me a little with the Chiefs in this game. Yeah. This is the first time all these guys are going to be playing together. And like, what if there's a route adjustment one of these guys doesn't see? What if there's a hot read one of them doesn't see? That scares me. But yeah. again, I, I just, I just think, frankly, like, what are the Cardinals better at than the Chiefs in this game? What are they better at in that? Like, wh- what what do the Cardinals do that you're like, that's elite? 
and or they're clearly better than Kansas City at that. Running the ball, like kind of all right, I, I guess. I mean, Connor for at 18 touchdowns last year. I, I don't even think he averaged four yards in attempt. Yeah, he was not. He he, you know, he was not very efficient with it. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be. The, and there's a reason why the line is what. It, remember, the Chiefs are on the road and they're a six point favorite. It doesn't sound uh, like that. No, no. I bet um, you there's a lot of Chiefs fans in that game. Yeah, yeah, and, and you see that they they did not perform well at home last year. Okay, we're going to get to our keys to victory. Before we do that, a couple requests. One, hit a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, hit a thumbs up. It helps more people find our videos, helps us grow our channel, helps us provide you with more content. And before we get to our keys to victory and our final score predictions, uh, we, we haven't emphasized this a lot lately. We're falling behind. If you're listening to this on audio, leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts, damn it. Five-star review, written review, helps more people find this show. Helps this I don't keep... care if you're watching it on video, leave a review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go over to the Apple Podcast, subscribe to the show. Uh, helps us get advertisers, helps us do giveaways, all those fun things that we do. And when you leave that written review, it's you vouch for us. It helps people find the show. So if you've never done that, and, then, and another great interactive feature of that is if you ask us a question in that review, we will answer it on the show. So a couple of reviews to get to uh, from August 29th, Chief the Chief and OC do it. One of the best Chiefs pods around. I listen to all of them. Matt and Patrick are a great duo. I love this pod. Appreciate you. Uh, also, another five-star review. Best Chiefs podcast. There is no substitute from RX Mongo. Listen every week. Matt and Patrick are the best by far. Thank you. They know their stuff. And as an expat living in donkey land, they really give me my Chiefs fix that I crave. Keep up the great work. Thank you, guys. You're definitely the best. Appreciate you. Head yes. on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show. We even read the bad ones, although we haven't gotten any of those recently. So that's been nice. Uh, we've had some heartwarming ones, uh, but we read them all. And uh, or at least as, as long as I can remember to go and check. So appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, we'll see you over there at Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get to our keys to victory. Ferdinand. What's your key to victory for the Chiefs in this game? Uh, don't turn it over. I mean, just don't don't beat yourselves. I, I know yeah. that sounds obvious, and you can say it every week, but in this game especially, I just think that's that's the only way I think they're going to lose. If they just beat themselves, you know, turnovers, a ton of penalties, a ton of missed tackles, stuff like just execute. Go yeah. out, execute the game plan, stay within yourselves, don't make the big mistake. I think they'll be fine. That is easily, easily my my biggest key in this game. Yeah, this is a game the Chiefs have to have with this tough schedule. For me, we've talked about it already in this podcast. Keep Murray contained and take care of the football. I think if they do those two things, they should be in pretty good shape. Um, and they'll take away the things that uh, the off schedule plays and those types of things that Murray does well that keeps the chains moving. And so if they do that, Chiefs get punts, Chiefs get the ball. I don't think that the Cardinals are going to be able to stop them. Um, we got a Jets fan. In the in the chat, you see that Verderam? It's getting a little chippy. I wasn't going to say anything, but I got to say, Carlos. First of all, good luck to your team. Second of all, you're going to need it. Third of all, bro, I'm from New York. Okay, there's not a Jets fan alive who thinks that team's going to be good. All right, yeah. I, no, for no other reason. They history. They just they, they live in deep pain. Yeah, you know, I know, Carlos. I'm a Knicks fan. Okay, like the, a lot of shared. Hell, you might be a Knicks fan. There's a lot of shared pain there. Yeah, look, good good luck to you. Um, good, good luck to you. I, I think, in fact, my lock of the week this week is I think the Ravens are going to ear hold the Jets by about 30 points. Um, yeah. and if, hey, if they don't, if the Jets win that game, Carlos come back, rip me to shreds. That's fine, man. I, I would be shocked. I think the Jets are better. I love their draft, but I still think they're the Jets until otherwise proven. I, I just, 
they, they are who they are. I'm from New York, but I, I know a bunch of buddies of mine who are Jets fans. Not one of them is making any plans for playoff tickets. Let's put it that way. No, no. Carlos, take care of my guy Garrett Wilson out there. Big Buckeye fan over here. And, and work on your troll. I think if I can just evaluate your trolling a little bit, Carlos, I would say that it's a little vanilla, you know? Jets better. Mahomes sucks. I think you can do better. I think you should look inside. I think you've got more in you on the trolling front than, than you're giving. I, I'm giving you a C for effort right now. Like Kyler Murray, I think you need to study your playbook a little bit. That's both a whole area shot of Kyler Murray. And also, like, what is the, like, what's the big joke on the Chiefs if you're a Jets fan? Like, hey, we, we won a Super Bowl once. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And hey, it was even on, it was even in color. Like you can actually go back and see it, you know, barely, yeah. but it is in color. You know, the, the funny, but it's all seriousness. Uh, I, I actually like to, as, as, as a New Yorker who has a bunch of friends back home, we're all Jets and Giants fans. It's like, oh my God, man. Like, I feel so bad for all my friends who are just like, it's it just brutal year in year. I met life stadium has got to be the saddest place. It's also, by the way, just as a stadium, like you couldn't do any better than that. Like yeah. that's it. Like you couldn't, yeah. there's no, there's no personality to it. I've driven by MetLife a million times. You drive by it, and it's like, what is that? Is that a, is that a pork factory? Oh, it's a stadium. <laughs> like, yeah, there's nothing. Like, there's just no. It's just, it's like an empty, sad, gray parking lot in a field. It's just, it's. And, yeah. and I, as a Devils fan, I've been to the Meadowlands a million times. I'm not crushing the Meadowlands. Like, MetLife, all these new stadiums, all these bells and whistles. Nothing. Like you go and just look around, you're like, all right, uh, yeah, there's a football field at least. That's a positive. And then that's about as far as you get. You know what? They got it at Costco. It's just a disaster. Out of the box. It's um, a disastrous product. Speaking of, of groceries, it's Count Chocula season, everybody. You're damn right. If you're, if, you're, if you're new to this podcast, give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you like Count Chocula. Um, I got my first two boxes in Ohio when I was on vacation. Um, appreciate you, Super Squid. Love the content. Keep it up. Yes, you know, thank man. you. Man. Um, appreciate that. Uh, so I, so I, I, we had a little family vacation. You know, we went to some cabins on Lake Erie, overlooking the lake. It was great. Um, I pick up. We go to the store. I pick up two boxes of Count Chocula. My aunt, my aunt Sandy, uh, was like a second mother to me. She was there. I hadn't seen her in a while. She's a gift for me. I'm like, wow, it's it's on my birthday. Like, she follows me on Twitter. I think she checks out the podcast sometimes, although she's a Steelers fan, unfortunately. Um, it's a cereal bowl. She gave me a cereal bowl, and it's one of these cereal bowls so that your cereal doesn't get soggy. Oh, so wow. it's got two compartments. I meant to bring it on the show today. It's in the other room. I'll have to do it next time. But it's got two compartments on it, and it's got a uh, – it's so you pour the milk in this side, you pour your cereal in on this side. And what's brilliant about it is it has a ramp. So as you're, you're, when you're ready to take it, you just slide it down, slide some cereal down in there, eat your count chocolate. It's nice and crunchy. The, the marshmallows aren't getting soggy. Oh, and then you do it again. It, it's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely it's, brilliant. It's we'll have to get a link for you guys. Yeah. I, you know, and by the way, good looking out by Stacey out there. So I'm buying a box in honor of the pod this week. And Stacey, you're not going to regret it, man. It's so I'll tell good. you what, I have not bought a box yet I've been busy as hell. I am going to buy one for this weekend because it's the Chiefs win. I'm having a nice big fat bowl of it that night. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going oh. to... It's, you know, it's hard. Like I've actually been doing good. I've been, I've been eating well. I've been going to the gym a ton. Like, so I got my, there's part of me. It's like, man, it's all that sugar. Then like I go to target, I see couch, like it's, uh, baby's coming home. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, hell, a, a bowl of it ain't going to kill you. Um, 
Uh, I can't wait. I'm so I'm so glad they're like I get annoyed that all the Halloween crap's already out because I'm like, what what are oh, we doing here? Like, but me. now, but but if it means Count Chocula's out, then release all that shit in July. Right. Well, you're also getting the, the Reese's pumpkins are out as well, and they yeah. also they released the fall blizzards at the Dairy Queen, and I am fired up. They've got a cinnamon roll center blizzard, not just like wow. a cinnamon roll blizzard, the center, wow. the best part of the cinnamon roll. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, got to get over to Dairy Queen this weekend. I think I'm going to try to do that. So um, yeah, you know what? Look, it's it's time to put on a little bit of pounds for the winter. Insulation. Um, you just gotta you just gotta space out your count chocolate verde ram. They can't have it every morning, right? Like I went crazy last year. I bought all the monster cereals. I was eating them for lunch and breakfast. It did it was bad. It was bad news. Root coast was I have diabetes now. Um yeah, pump, pumpkin pie blizzard season. Uh absolutely. Um uh Stacy says, What's the menu for season opener tonight? What's everybody eating? You know what? I subscribe to uh, to Butcher Box, which I highly recommend. Um, nice. cause I like to smoke stuff. So I'm always getting pork shoulders and, and briskets and stuff like that. I got a couple of nice, uh, ribeyes from them that I took out of the freezer this morning. Going to fire up the grill, do some ribeyes, uh, do some steak frites. We'll get into it. Uh, what about you, Verum? You said you're getting chips. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm going out. I, you know, I love the baked chips, like those baked lays. They have like the cheddar and sour cream. I love those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get okay. a bag of those. Um, I'll, I'll probably get, uh, Oh, I have beer. I have some beer. So I'll have, uh, in fact, I got a few, uh, few uh, Hefeweizens, as, as people have instructed me to say. So I've got a couple of those. I'll be ready with that. And then for the main course, you know, a burger sounds really good. So I might go to like Portillo's and get like a double cheese or something. Really oh, just nice. really load up, feel good about it. Oh, oh, yeah. I was at Portillo's the other day. I felt disgusting oh. about it. Um, yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> like as you eat it, there's like a little bit of shame. Yeah. But also like, like, this is so good. I don't give a shit. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'm still I'm still waiting through whether it's going to be Portillo's or not, but I think that's going to be the the way. But yeah, I got beer, I got chips. Uh, yeah. I mean, some buddies over, we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. I mean, as we're recording this, we got two hours till football. Can't yeah. wait. You know, you there's a great video floating around the internet of we watched the the, the opener. The Chiefs played in the opener a few years back. Remember on uh, Thursday yeah. over yeah, my place, um, and 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 somebody's. Uh, our, our old buddy Tyler is getting getting a beer out of the fridge, and he, there's a big play in the background, and you are featured prominently in that clip. And th- there's some some cursing, um, some things you said. I think you're not proud of, but uh, that's out there somewhere. What else is no? I yeah. by the way, the Chiefs weren't playing. It was Carolina and Denver. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, they weren't um, playing. That was years ago. Years that was ago. a long time ago. You know what's funny? I've been employed by Fanside for seven and a half years, and the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs once. That's good. We got to keep you on. We got to keep you on board. And that was probably a flu. It was the first. It was the Jamal Charles fumble game. It was the first game they played uh, in 2015. Was that an overtime? No, it was right four overtime. Would have been an overtime. Yeah. It was a Thursday night game at Arrowhead, yeah. and then lost. And literally, they have never lost to them since. Every time they played, they've, they've kicked their ass every time since. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been good. It's been good. But with, the Chiefs don't even see Denver this year to like December, so they got time. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, somebody said, oh, Raymond says, my first Casey beer tonight. Let us know how it goes, man. Tag us oh, on yeah. Twitter. Tag them on Twitter. Yep. Um, all right, everybody. We got to get out of here. We gotta, I got to make these steaks. The game, we got to watch the pregame. We got to get rolling. Chop, chop. Hey, you got to give it out. Uh, score. What's your score prediction? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost forgot. Uh, you kick us off. 35-24. I think Kansas City wins. 
Um, I think it's one of those games where like it's kind of close early and then the Chiefs pull away. I think Arizona moves the ball a little bit, but I don't think they can stop Kansas City. I just think it's going to be one of these games where, where I I really also – like the MVP of the game might be Andy Reid, where they are so good early in the year at scheming and game planning and having things you're not ready for. Like we talked about all the mismatches. Andy Reid and Cliff Kingsbury, that, that's a mismatch. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like Reed is gonna outcoach him pretty significantly in this game. So give me Kansas City 35-24 win cover. Away we go. I love it. I'm gonna go Chiefs 31, Cardinals 17. I think it's okay. gonna be a thorough butt whooping. I think they cover as well. I like the Chiefs in this game quite a bit with the element of with the Andy Reed element of surprise. Hey, last chance. If you want to hang out, well, I'll be in the Discord tonight while we're watching the game. The other guys might be hanging around. So if you want to watch football with us, consider becoming a member of the Aerodactic Podcast. Link in the description. If you want to join, get the, get into the Discord and hang out with us. And there are a lot of great, fun channels where we talk ball, food, all that fun stuff. Um, appreciate your support. The Verum will be back tomorrow with Film Friday. What time is that, Verum? Whenever the hell we release it. It's, it's, already, release it's it. already done. It's already okay. done. So, it, it's, so being, it's being produced as we speak. But it'll probably be the afternoon. It'll be afternoon. It'll okay. be a video on... So if you're listening, it's on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube page. It is, it's not, it's not going to be like a podcast. It's like a three or five yep. minute video. It'll be on the YouTube page. And then you will see us again Sunday night after the game. Uh, we'll be here. Before the game. Yeah, that's true. What am I saying? We got, we got yeah. pregame, halftime, postgame. Yep. We'll be and then now that, I, now that I don't have to edit, now I'm dangerous. Because yeah. now we got, I got all kinds of time. And then – We'll also, if you want, Stacking the Box. If you haven't subscribed, please go do so. Stacking the Box podcast. Myself and Ian McMillan of Betsided from 11 to noon Central, 12 to 1 Eastern, on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, however you want to call it. We will be up previewing all the games. We're doing our own preview show. Don't watch all that crap on CBS and Fox. Check out our preview show. We'll be there going all the way through. You get your national coverage. You get your Chiefs coverage. I don't know what more you could ask. Hopefully, we'll see you in the Discord tonight. If not, we'll see you on Sunday for our pregame show and a first Chiefs victory party of the year, the postgame show, which Chris Jones once dropped into a Chiefs victory party. So you never know. You never know what you're going to get on the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. All right. For Matt Verderam, for our producer, Richard Durante, and for all of you out there, thank you so much for your support. We'll see you on Sunday, but until then, go Chiefs.